in the morning. When you want the news, you need the front page every hour on the press box. Nothing's writing on this except the uh, First Amendment, the Constitution, freedom of the press, and maybe the future of the country. Not that any of that matters. And now, the news. Tate Martell is apparently transferring to UNLV. Josh Paloha, who I've never heard of until yesterday, uh, tweeted out that Martell is going back home to Vegas and still has two years of eligibility remaining. I know yesterday Rivals uh, reported the same thing. Um, So Tate Martell, who started at Ohio State, transferred to Miami, is now coming back home, former Bishop Foreman quarterback, coming back home. And is maybe going to play for UNLV? Do we even know if he is for sure? Um, So we heard about this in the spring, and it didn't seem to have many legs. But then it gets to almost August, and he hadn't announced anything. So it makes more sense now, because usually after spring, people kind of know where they're set at the position. So it wouldn't shock me if this is what he's doing. UNLV got out of spring with three quarterbacks. Um, I guess you take him. I I mean, obviously, I think they are taking him. I think it's happening, but... Um, I, Doug Brumfield was on Twitter yesterday uh, throwing the ball, and everyone was like it, including Arroyo and out doing work. Um, so I guess you take Tate Martell. I don't know if Tate Martell has proven to where he should just be handed any job, though. Right. And I don't think that should be the case. What's fascinating about this is if Tate Martell is, is on this roster. After last year, how the hell is this guy going to start? All we heard last year was how important spring ball was. All we heard was that UNLV was behind because they didn't get to practice in the spring. Right. And then all we heard during the season was the reason Max Gillum got all the snaps was because he was understanding the playbook and what the coaches wanted more than any of the other quarterbacks. So you're telling me that Tate Martell is going to show up in late July and actually play for the coach that just told us for a year that he had to have spring ball to be fairly judged? There's no way. If If Tate Martell shows up and does that, A... Arroyo's a liar last year, and B, how bad are the quarterbacks right. you have the, on the roster? If, if these guys who've been in the system from the beginning with Arroyo are a long time and he just shows up and starts, there's something wrong. Look, he's been at really good schools. Obviously, he was at Ohio State with pros in front of him. Miami, he played behind a guy who's going to be a pro. But he hasn't gone and been so good at quarterback. I mean, they've switched his position. Yeah, right. So I don't – it's not to say he can't come to the Mountain West and be a serviceable quarterback. I get that. But in no way has he proven anything to where he should be handed anything. Right. That, that's not even, and I don't think that'd be the case. I don't. I can't believe that's the case. With like you said, these guys have gone through a spring, and he's just going to show up and and be the guy. Now, I don't know if you're zero and four, and he's playing well in practice. Maybe he becomes the guy. But I don't. I mean, he's got two years left. I mean. <sighs> He's been around for a long time. I know you get the COVID year back, but this guy's been around a long time. What so. was the tweet? It was. I mean, it was nine years ago today. Tate Martell committed to Washington. Think about that. Nine years. Nine ago, years ago, he was in high school and committed to Washington. I'll say this for um, Josh Puola, and I didn't know him either. Tate Martell has been gone from Ohio State for a long time. Boy, these Columbus media keep, yeah, keep track of yes, people. This guy's from Columbus. Like He's already <laughs> been at another school, and he's the guy breaking this story. Like, man, they keep on track of all these ex-Ohio State players. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. And that's why, like yesterday, I, I didn't know what to do with it because I'd never heard of Josh Paloma. And then and- um, it, it was followed up by the transfer portal people. Right, well, rivals. Well, okay. most people were just picking his tweet up and saying this guy's reporting it eventually oh. rivals actually did also report 
Tate I mean, Martell. I think this is like you and I said right away when we heard Texas and Oklahoma. I think this is happening. Yes. Okay, I don't think they're just tweeting. Yes. And again, it's August, and he hasn't announced anything, which probably means this is happening because he probably would announce by now, I'm going somewhere else. And I guess good for him that he gets to come back to Vegas, but I'll be sh- – I mean, it shouldn't happen that he's handed anything. No. And I don't think it will. I don't – I think that would be crazy. But the bar is very low for him to become the starter. Well, yeah, because- he's not coming into the situations he's already been in where, no, there's <laughs> NFL quarterbacks He's in going against you. Justin Fields. There's no Justin yeah, Fields on no, this roster. No. Happy to move on to the, to the next question here, Aaron. Unvaccinated NFL players will be fined $14,000 if they violate COVID protocols. So that's like if they're caught not wearing their masks or like last year they had those tracking devices and stuff like that. Uh, That does not apply to vaccinated players. Uh, Has the like are we are we at a point yet where the NFL is actually convinced its players? Hey, you're going to get vaccinated. We're not requiring it. But your life is going to absolutely suck if you're not vaccinated. Not if you're Cole Beasley. Everyone else, maybe. <laughs> um, did you I, see I mean, Cole I, Beasley what? say he was the best slot receiver in the league? I did not see he that. He tweeted that because somebody said somebody tweeted like, "If you're the Bills, you're going to have to cut Cole Beasley," and he responded with, "Yeah, they're going to cut the best slot receiver in the league." And they're like, wow, when did Stephon Diggs start <laughs> exactly. out of the slot? Right. And it was like, and everybody's response was like. Cooper Cup, Tyler Lockett, yeah. why are they going to get cut? Like <laughs> Hunter Renfro? Nobody <laughs> thinks Cole Beasley. He's he's never broken a thousand yards no. in his career. I mean, again, it goes back to well, you have to violate the protocol to get right. fined. So right. if you don't violate it, you won't get uh, fined. Fourteen thousand bucks. That's I, a I guess lot it depends. Cole Beasley. I mean, I guess it depends on who the guy is, right? I mean, I guess it depends yeah. on how much you make, and if you don't care about fourteen thousand. I don't think so. We'll talk to John Gruden tomorrow for the first time in camp. I don't think he'll do it, but let me ask you this, because he'll be asked. If not, I'm going to ask him, like, are you at 85% and are you worried you're not going to get I don't think he'll answer. I mean, I think he'll talk around it. But yeah. the, And some guys have been asked. Oh, Dak Prescott was asked, um, oh. which, again, Dak Prescott was asked, and he goes, no, that's HIPAA. No, no, it's not. That's like, that's no, a, that has nothing to do with I, that. That like, has generally become something that I yeah, want that's a to walk Hippa's around and start slapping yes. people like, you don't know what right. HIPAA, HIPAA is. HIPAA has become a cliche for guys now to say. It's like, no, that's not HIPAA. But he said that. I'll be, I'm just fascinated when we start talking to Raiders players on if they'll say they're vaccinated or not. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I have no idea. If they all say, I'm not going to tell you, then that's what they're going to say. Uh, I am. I can't wait for the Golden Knights to start using HIPAA in the future for when they get asked about injuries. Yeah, because they... Hey, uh, hey Marc-Andre Fleury wasn't on the ice for morning yeah. skate. Is he hurt? That's HIPAA. That's HIPAA. That's HIPAA. That's HIPAA. What if, what if they ask... HIPAA! What if they ask both Jerkos and they say, where we come from, there is, there is no HIPAA, so we can't Turn comment. Turn them from Jacobs Jerko. Yo, Jacob. I, I'm gonna sack, they're not going to be Jerkos with me. <laughs> Are you telling me they're Jakob? Is that who Yacob, these people are? I'm going with Jerko for the rest of the time, and Jerko is going to say HIPAA, and like, that doesn't exist in your country. What are you talking You're about? You're from Finland. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's no HIPAA. Good. All uh, right. I don't care about him. Next question. I swear I thought it was Jerko. <laughs> Yakum. Two Yakums. Two Yakums. I thought it was two Jerkos. UNLV football. They will pay Eastern Washington $350,000. That is according to DH Punter on Twitter. So it is a buy game. We knew that they were paying Eastern Washington, yeah. but $350,000 is the number. Did they buy a win? Are we confident they're paying $350,000 for a win? 
Well, given we've seen them lose these games in the past, um, I don't know. I Yeah, I think, look, I think the running back alone should be good enough to, like, win that game and, and do well enough. But you got to remember, we've talked about this before. I don't know how much this means. Eastern Washington played a spring spring season, so they've played more recently in terms of competition and games. Um, they can score points, Eastern Washington, so I still think I, UNLV would win the game. But, again, the Southern Utahs, I mean, we've seen them lose these games. Yeah. Uh, Cam Newton's brother, what game was it? Howard. Howard, they lost. That had to be a bye game, so they've lost these games. And Northern Colorado? Yeah, they've lost these games. So, no, if they lose. And by the way, I think Eastern Washington's better than all those teams we just mentioned. So, yeah, they could lose it, but I just think... I think they'll win the game. I mean, come on. You got Tate Martell at quarterback. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> we, UNLV needed a spring practice. They had a spring season. Oh, it's unfair. That's unfair. Yes, it is. That is unfair. We need yes. to wait a season until the coach gets both a spring and a fall yes. season in order to even like give him any sort of act, you meant, act you know, or judgment. Do you know how badly I want Arroyo to say that? Well, they got a spring season, so this is going to be a tough oh, test for well, us. If they you lose know, that game, that's happening. If they lose that game, it will be they had a season, it'd be like six months before, whatever it was, they played in March or April, that they had a season. I, that's that's oh, coming. That's coming. It, I'll God. tell you one thing. Not only if they lose, that's part of the pregame. That's what I'm saying. Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I mean, they, they just played, you know, six they just played Bobby Halcom on 10. You guys know how good he is. <laughs> Next question. UNLV basketball will host Gardner-Webb to start the season. That is on November 10th. The the first games of college basketball season will be November 9th. It'll be that tip-off classic. And then the next day, UNLV will open their season against Gardner-Webb. So it'll be the first game of the Kevin Kruger era. It's not a true cupcake. Like, Gardner-Webb is not, like, a good basketball program. But they were top 200 in Ken Palm last year. Over the last nine years, they've been over 500 in all but two seasons. Like, it's not a true cupcake. It's a game UNLV should win. They'll be favored in. But this is not a, you know, swack school that's 330th in the country. It's a decent program. Is this Montana State? It might be. Yeah, it might be. That it's yeah. a pretty solid example of, yeah, it's a, it's a team that you should beat. I mean, they're still going to be favored. It's still going to be a massive disappointment if they lose. But... They could lose it. Like, there is a chance you lose we- Gardner-Webb's one of those basketball programs you've heard enough about over the years to know they're somewhat legitimate, yes. right? They're not one of those teams like, who are those guys? Never heard of those guys? They've been, they've been in your bracket as a 14 No, yeah, they have been. You're like, eh, yes. I'm not picking The 3-14 game yeah. where you have to think about it and do a little research on Gardner-Webb. They are. They're like one of those teams. Like I've heard of those guys. Like yeah. you know, they're not. There's some teams they UNLV's played, not just UNLV, but a lot of D1 teams. Like I don't know who that team is. So again, UNLV is still going to be favored. They should still win the game, but it's they, they're not starting the season with Florida A and M, who they'd right. be favored by 29 right. against. This is going to be yeah, they're favored by seven, seven or something like that. I honestly, I have no idea how anybody's going to set a line early on a UNLV basketball game. I I don't know how I don't know how you do that because they could they could legitimately be like the second best team in the Mountain West. They could be the eighth best they team be in the Mountain eight, West. Nobody and knows. I don't I don't know what you do with the line. Just all right, yeah, seven against Gardner Webb. Who the hell knows? They might beat them by fifty. Went to eleven because they announced Bryce Hamilton's coming back. <laughs> they had a video of that. Wow. Sorry. Um. I got you. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. The Yankees had a no hitter. No hitter. Entering the eighth inning against the Red Sox and lost the game five to four. A four nothing lead. The Red Sox did not have a hit. 
and the Red Sox scored five in the bottom of the eighth. Well, the Red Sox didn't even have to bat in the bottom of the they, ninth. They didn't have a hit. I think it was Dave Koch, and I think he tweeted, they don't have, they didn't have it till now. They've had five straight. <laughs> like, like, they didn't have it. And then they just, everyone just started raking, and like, okay, going to win the game. The Yankees are behind the Seattle Mariners yeah. in the AL wildcard chase. The Seattle Mariners, who at one point this year as a team, were hitting under 200. The Seattle Mariners, who still have the worst batting average in baseball. And the Yankees are behind them in the AL wildcard chase. Like, this is unbelievably bad by the Yankees. I don't even know how they're this bad. Like, like it's one thing to be like, oh, disappointing, and they don't win the division. They're, they're not going to get, they're not even going to sniff the wild card. Right. They're not going to sniff the wild card right. because Tampa is so much better. The A's, the A's are, are solid. And all of a sudden, the Mariners right. are ahead of the Yankees. One of my favorite things is Yankees Twitter being like, we need to fire the coach. And it's like, I don't think it's the, the manager or the coach's fault that you went exclusively right-handed t- yes. <laughs> two outcome hitters. <laughs> like, you you put a light above nine right-handed guys who either strike out or hit the ball 700 feet past the fence. Greg Popovich constructed the roster. It's not good. Uh, you know, I can't tell you that. Lights FC lost to Real Monarchs on Friday, three to two. Yeah, and still in a playoff spot. I saw, I saw a early, early update on Twitter where they were winning. Yes, they took a one nothing lead, gave up a goal, took a two one yes, lead, took a two one lead, and gave up a goal, yeah. and then in the ninety fifth minute, they gave up a penalty to lose three to two to Real Monarchs, and they have officially fallen out. Oh, they're out of the playoff picture of a playoff spot. Yeah. And the worst part is Real Monarchs. They have three wins and eight losses on the season and a minus eight goal differential. <sighs> One of the worst in the entire Tough loss. Yeah. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. Can't believe they lost that game. They should have won it, let alone at least get a draw out of it and get a point. But they lost because they give up a penalty in the 95th minute. All right. Coming up next, Deshaun Watson is apparently playing football now. Look, I respond to just about anything. And I've been called just about everything. So, um, not not something that's um, really important to me, but I think everybody should have the opportunity to sort of create or make uh, the way they their expectation is of how they get addressed, and it's not something that's that's really that significant to me. I think uh, 12 teams is a huge step in the right direction. Uh, I personally would like to see 64. And you can format it out uh, pretty easily, you know. But I think it's a huge step the right direction, and I look forward to it. You're sitting in the press box with Granny and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. Mike Leach won 64 because it's the only way Mississippi State will ever play in a playoff game. Is it weird that I'm suddenly over the last year become such a Saban fan compared to Dabo? That's fair. Yeah, like I, 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 I don't know, Saban, and I used to not like Saban, but the more Dabo speaks, I'm like, I like Saban because a lot more. Because Dabo said it's, last just, week he's not a fan of the professionalization yeah, of college I sports. I know. When the guy's making multi-million <laughs> yeah. dollars every year as on he, professional hey, sports. As he's looking out the window to his carnival games at the facility. It's like, it's, what? It's already professionalized just for <laughs> yes. you. He had to sleep in the same bed as his mama. <laughs> so, in the NFL... Deshaun Watson has reported to Houston Texans camp. 
There has still been no resolution legally for the 22 uh, sexual assault cases against him from masseuses. There has still been no resolution on the NFL NFL side as far as putting him on the um, administrative league or the commissioner's list. Is he going to play? Like, I, I, well, I, I'm, I, I tell you, I am shocked that the NFL didn't put him on the commissioner's list. Yeah, like, I'm shocked that he is there and it's just like everything. Why going hasn't on the NFL normal. just taken care of this itself right. and just say, okay, you're on the list? Um, look, it's 50 grand a day, so I, I'm sure I, I think I know why he reported. Yes, I he would have been so fine. It's, like, it's yeah. like, why would I do that? Now, he could go on the list right now today and, it, and the NFL would make the decision. They're saying reports are five high round picks, whatever that means, and two current like legitimate players. No one's giving them that until no until everyone finds out what's happening with this guy. All right. First off, five high round picks. I don't know what what is that? If that means five firsts. No. Lol. Okay. First off, take away. Aaron Rodgers is available. Take away any of the legal issues for Deshaun Watson. Take away the sexual assault. I don't know if you're getting three first, two seconds, and two high-caliber players. players. That's an unbelievable haul. I don't know if Deshaun Watson's getting that, even if there are no off-field issues. Throw in the fact that he has 22 sexual assault cases against him from masseuses. There is no way in hell you are getting seven good assets in a trade for this guy. I don't know. Tom Palistro reported that the conversation starts at three first round picks. I don't know if the Texans can get three first round picks right now. Cause is the guy going to play? I, right. Is he going to be in jail? Like how, how would any team give up a significant amount of assets for Deshaun Watson right now, let alone seven? No, that I mean, absurd. I mean, you can ask for it. Well, I mean, yes. if you're the, if you're the text, like let's just ask for this, but who would give up that? If you if you know the like the precedent the NFL has set in this instance, I just can't believe they're like, look, we got to put him on this list, and we'll, you know we'll take care of it, or we'll see if the justice system or the, the legal system plays itself out, and he's charged. But yeah, I don't. I guess you throw it out there. No one's giving. I no one's smart at least would give them anything right now because you could trade for him, and next week he's gone. This this, this is this is the response of guys. Stop laughing. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> on the other end of the phone, like it, it's it's bizarre. To I me. know why he reported. Oh yeah, I mean if I'm not did, losing yeah. fifty grand a day. I'm reporting. So I am. I don't know. I I can't believe we're talking about a guy that had 22 sexual assault yeah. cases against him, and he is just there. And the NFL hasn't stepped in and said, "Well, maybe we don't want this guy to be there." I'm amazed that has happened. I'm amazed at the conversations about trading for him or that, but also on the side of trading for him. It's sort of the same conversation we've had with Aaron Rodgers. Right now, how many teams are bringing on a quarterback? Like, right now, the majority of teams are kind of... I like, mean, they'd bring on him. Yes, but well, it's... I mean, they'd it's, bring him on, but... But, but the, the pool is, is very limited yes. compared to at the beginning of the offseason. Absolutely, sure. Because you know what even, you have now. Like, right now, if you're the Raiders, right. even right now, you're going in, okay, yeah, you'll trade for Aaron Rodgers right now, but outside of that, like, you're not bringing on, you're not saying, okay, we'll go to Deshaun Watson over Derek Carr, because it's no. it's July 26th, no. and beyond that, the guy's got 22 sexual assault cases against him. He genuinely you go to, has go, an M.O. You'd go to Aaron Rodgers. You would. Yeah, but you wouldn't go to, I mean, that would be it right now. Yeah. That would be it. You, I mean, you, you wouldn't, of, of those we know would be available. 
You're having a meeting with the higher-ups and the owner, and it's literally, all right, there are two quarterbacks available we could go get. One's kind of bitchy. <laughs> and one has 22 <laughs> sexual assault charges against and him. And we, we don't know what the outcome is going to be. Of those. We'll, we'll take the guy that complains through his former teammates to the yes. that we'll, we'll deal with that. Like, I, I don't know. The whole thing is, is unbelievably bizarre. By the way, on Aaron Rodgers, this happened... This happened at the worst time for our show. It happened on a Friday afternoon, which means we don't do a show for like 36, 40, or 48 plus hours. But Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams both posting on their Instagram story the picture of Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. What does that mean? Did yeah. you take that to mean they're going to play one more season together? I I mean, I don't take anything Aaron Rodgers does and really know what he's talking about or what he's doing, but... Yeah, I guess in together, out together. I, I I don't know. I don't know what that means. I, I'm amazed. I guess I shouldn't be amazed, but with the whole Derek Carr and a Devontae Adams and, you know, uh, Rodgers, everyone's saying he's not going to show up. And, I mean, I'm surprised he's doing anything with Devontae Adams like that. Like, I mean, yeah. they seem to kind of be separate in their journeys to either coming back or contract and, and all of that. It, and all of a sudden now they're doing Pippen and Jordan. I'm like, I didn't even know. <laughs> With Rodgers, I didn't know if he still talked to anybody. I mean, he's either in Hawaii or doing Jeopardy. I didn't know he still talked to people on the team. So majority of people viewed it as, okay, this is a reference one more. to the last dance, the yeah. ESPN doc, and that means they're going to come back for one more season. Here's the problem, and Ben Baldwin pointed this out on Twitter over the weekend. Aaron Rodgers, even if he plays this year for the Packers, is under contract for two more seasons after this one with the Packers. Right. So this whole idea of Aaron Rodgers, this is the last dance in Green Bay, the Packers don't have to, if he comes back and plays, the Packers don't have to trade yeah. him. They can no. hold on to him. And Devontae Adams, this is the last year of his deal, he can be franchise tacked. Like, the Packers hold all the power yes. in the idea of, oh, this is the last dance for Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. Like, no, they're, they can both be under team control next year again. I know these guys, and we certainly don't know Aaron Rodgers, uh, kind of given his offseason and what he does and all that. Yeah, exactly, a little, little off-center. I just always, much like Deshaun Watson just showing up because he's not going to get fined 50 grand a day, like I'm always in the believe it when I see it mode that he's walking away from 40 million a year. Right. I, I just don't believe that. Yeah. I, I, he'll get fined every day when he doesn't show up. He makes like 40 million a year, and I know he has a lot of money. I get that, but it's 40 million. Yes. I mean, it's hard to walk away from. So I think he's coming in. Because when. Uh, the, the big difference in athletes and pretty much any other high-paying profession in the world is that athletes have a very small window to right. earn that money. And he's near – I mean, yes. you know, he's north of 30. Yes. He's, he's What's he, 35? He's got to be 35, 36, right? I think. Okay, 36, yeah. so he's, yeah. the window's right. almost closed. And so, like, the idea of, yes, he has a lot of money, sure, but he's got to make this money that yes. he makes now, what he's already made in the next four years or whatever That's it is. That's what he gets. Last until the end of his life. Granted, he can do endorse. He'll be able of to course, make money and other things. But that's generally how athletes are. Oh. That's how they have to make their money. They have to make it in a short window, unlike pretty much every other high-paying job that you can do till you're eight. Exactly. Exactly. Jake from State Farm just comes out and goes, "We will be paying his fines for not showing up to training camp." <laughs> would be a great commercial. That would be awesome. All right, coming up next, Paul Gutierrez joins the show ahead of Raiders training camp. The character I know, I think he's, he's gonna. He's not going to play. He's a very interesting cat. You know what I mean? He's a very hard guy to read, if you want to say. We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Graney and Tyler Bischoff. Be part of the conversation on the Finley Kia text line at 69187. Finley Kia. Come see a Kia on West Sahara. 
Joining us now is Paul Gutierrez, covers the Raiders for ESPN. Uh, Paul, when's Devontae Adams going to be a Raider? <laughs> yeah, you know, that's interesting to, to see that. And to see Devontae Adams and, and Aaron Rodgers put up the picture of Jordan and, and Pippen as if they were going to a last dance. How, you know, how do you read that? Are they? Does that mean they've already done it? Does that mean this is going to be their last dance? And then the cynic in me looks at it and says, wait a minute, shouldn't they have already won five titles instead of six playoff games in seven years. So it's just, it's just a bizarre thing. And, you know, from the Raider perspective, is Devontae Adams better than anybody on the roster? Yes. But they have also committed so much resources and so many draft picks, uh, so much money to receivers over the past few years, too. So I, I think it would be kind of a hard pill for them to swallow going and get it. And, again, I know that sounds crazy. How do you turn your nose up at probably the best receiver in the game right now? But it, I don't know. I, I, I You know, it's a long answer to your short question i don't know if that's really in the cards well it's going to be one of when practice starts on wednesdays obviously one of the positions people are going to watch closely as you're out there so what do you expect from these receivers i mean we're now seeing over unders on rugs and and these numbers i've got to tell you i'm going under on everything right now but uh what do you expect like who are you going to watch closely in terms of trying to get the receiving core better to where he can only trust waller on a given play yeah and a lot of that has to do with Derek's mentality himself. I mean, he's got to have the trust in these guys. And, and uh, you know, if they're out there playing on a softball field, I, I take Henry Ruggs as my number four or five hitter, right? <laughs> I mean, the guy can hit bombs out there. But um, he's the guy that really has to take that. I'm not even going to say a quantum leap, but he has to take that step forward. And I do believe that having a, a complete offseason program, um, staying healthy in training camp is going to do wonders for him. Um, a lot of it also has to deal with the play calling and, and that uh, you have to put him in space and let him create plays. Um, you know, and if stats are to be believed and, and, you know, numbers are out there, they only threw one slant pass to him last year. That, that to me is kind of crazy. You're not really putting him in a position to succeed or utilizing his talent. So that's one, definitely a storyline I want to see is not only are they using him differently this year, but also does Derek himself have that trust in him to, uh, you know, to let him go ahead and try to make plays on his own. If he's wide open on a blown coverage in, in, uh, at the Jets, that's one thing. But in crunch time, when you need a first down, you need a play, you got to be able to trust him. And that comes down to Derek, really. Okay, before you get to see anything new, give me a prediction. Who is number two behind Darren Waller on this team in receiving yards? It's going to be – it'll be Ruggs. It'll be Ruggs. It has to be Ruggs uh, when it comes to just straight yards because he's such an explosive playmaker that uh, his, his yards after the catch, his, his yards per catch, um, you know, all those numbers went away with Nelson Aguilar. Um, so they gotta, they've got to trickle down somewhere, and it's – they're going to make sure that it has to be Henry Ruggs this year because, they, like I said earlier, they invested so much in him that they have to make it happen. Paul, I'm sure it'll be one of the first questions asked of Gruden tomorrow uh, in terms of the new COVID protocols. Give us your guess. One, will he tell us how close they are? And we saw what Dak Prescott said to reporters. That's HIPAA. And a little, it's not hip up, but anyway, that's what he said. Uh, will any of these players be open to saying yes or no? Like, how do you think this is going to play out as Gruden talks to the media for the first time tomorrow in terms of what we know about their numbers and what these players will say? Yeah, and all you really need to do is take a look at social media, right, to get a snapshot of what guys are going to say. And, and it's it's fairly obvious that for the past few years, Jalen Richard is, is you know not going to take the vaccine because he he said he's anti-vax throughout, even before the pandemic. So. Um, I, you know, and we're not really, it's still to be determined exactly how we get these guys one-on-one face-to-face out of a group setting. That to me is when they're going to be more comfortable, at least just having a conversation. And it, and you know, I'm not like this, you guys aren't like this. 
we're not into gotcha journalism, right? But at the same time, I'm, I'm more interested. If somebody does say that's HIPAA, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to answer that. How many? How soon? Or is anybody in the media going to say, actually, no, that's not HIPAA? Uh, <laughs> yes, but not. you choose to answer whether you want or not. <laughs> but let's keep things in, in proper perspective here. Um, I, I think John, and again, I always hate answering questions with I think, but you know, you asked my prediction. My prediction is that John's going to say the same thing he did back in mid June six weeks ago, which was, I'm not at liberty to discuss the team, but I'm here to tell you that the, me and my coaches are all vaccinated, and we just kind of go from there. And, and if I saw a report this morning, uh, correct, uh, the Steelers and or the Cowboys, the guys that are not vaccinated are wearing a certain color wristband that kind of separates them from everybody else, wow. which means, you know, it's not to, dis- you know, to, wow. to uh, you know, put a scarlet letter on them or anything, but, you know, if you're not vaccinated, you can't, you don't have the same uh, freedom slash through the protocol that others do. So let's, that's let's, kind of where they are with this. Let's clarify. We're not into gotcha unless it means clicks. And then, you know, <laughs> then, you know what I mean? Come on, let's, let's, let's clarify all of this. Right, right, right. <laughs> okay, hold on. Jalen Richard's pretty upfront and let you know he's anti-vax. So <laughs> which player for the Raiders is saying, no, that's HIPAA in the next few days? Well, my answer to that is, hey, man, I can't answer that. That's HIPAA. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting me on that. <laughs> We can have we can play all those different games off 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 the record and, and you know, behind closed I'm not going. Nobody's recording me saying who I think it is, but I think we all know who it is. So there you go. Okay, on just the general NFL so far, it sounds they're not mandating vaccines, but all of the protocols and the potential fines, they're kind of trying to mandate vaccines. Do you think that's going to like work from the Raiders' standpoint? We've already heard it before with not sitting out when the Players Association wanted them to sit out with voluntary stuff, like. Do you think that message actually ends up getting through to the majority of the players with the Raiders? Well, if John Gruden wears his T-shirt that they made last year, uh, you know, crush the virus, absolutely the message <laughs> I mean, the message is out there. It's, it just depends upon whether the Raiders want to enforce it or not, you know. And there's been a lot of upheaval in the past six weeks within the organization. Um, you know, I was thinking about this. There's no such thing as an offseason really anyway. But at least in these six weeks, it's supposed to be quiet. Well, not not when Carl Nassib shows the, the bravery to come out, not when uh, a running backs coach decides to retire on the eve of training camp, and not when the team president resigns a week before camp starts. So there's a lot of, of messages that I think are, are going on in that building that a lot of people are confused as to what's going on. And, and the, the constant, um, you know, kind of theme here is, is, is the pandemic and the vaccines and things like that. And, and people, I think the way teams are trying to flip it around is they're making getting vaccinated a competitive advantage. Mm-hmm. And when you see guys like Richie Incognito, when you see older veterans, when you see guys like that saying, hey, I'm going to do the best for my team, so I'm going to take the needle and I'm going to, you know, get, get stuck and I'm going to go forward and, and we'll see what happens. That's what happened with the uh, the OTAs, right? Mm-hmm. They weren't going to show up, but then they said, "Wait a minute! Um, if we don't, we're at a disadvantage. And if more teams are not, then we'll actually be at an advantage." So, I, my my belief is that's kind of where this thing is going to go is going to trend towards. So, and everyone says this. We talked about this last week in terms of you know as well as anyone in the locker room say it should stay in the locker room, and that's what they always say. Do you believe in the Raiders locker room, knowing the team as you do? There will be inherent pressure, whether it's said or not, by how guys act to say, hey, if we're going to turn this, everyone has to be on the same page. Or do you believe it'll be mostly like, look, this is a personal decision and we have to, I guess, for lack of a better term, not pressure guys? It depends upon who the leading voice is in that locker room, and it depends upon where that leading voice is leaning, right? I mean, okay, okay. 
it goes back to like last year as well. I mean, the whole thing was being maskless at a public event for Darren Waller's uh, fundraiser. I mean, you, you think there wasn't some pressure from an older type veteran player to not wear a mask and to not give in to things like that when mm-hmm. the easiest thing in the world to do would have been just, just wear a mask. Yeah. You know, it depends upon who's leading the charge and what their personal feelings are to the rest of the team. If just winning football games and getting that quote unquote competitive advantage and getting, uh, you know, and, and saying that the vaccine is safe and we're good to go, okay, that's where they're going to go. If it's, mm, I don't know, it's personal choice, then you kind of know it'll probably go the other way. Little now we know what little power Cassie Soto has because she was there and nobody was freaking wearing the mask. So. <laughs> obviously, obviously she had no influence on those players. She caught it on video though. She, yeah, she, she got, did. She got clicks. Like you're yeah, yeah, there you clicks. go. Yeah, come that, on. That was gotcha journalism. <laughs> yeah, Where's your mask, right. uh, Paul? What the hell happened with Mark Bedane? You know, I, I spoke to him briefly after the the uh, resignation was announced, and and uh, it's funny because I, I would talk, check in with him randomly, just you know, like like uh, as as a, as a source, as as somebody that you should talk to, as somebody that I've known for a long time, and he just stuck by his guns uh, as far as what the the release that that uh, his statement that he just he just needed some time. Everything was accomplished that he needed to accomplish. And it was time to step aside. And yet, when you when you look at the man's life work and, and everything that he's done, you you worry and you wonder if there's anything else going on health wise or things like that. And he insisted there was not, but he was just going to stick by his statement. And, and you, you kind of go from there. I mean, it, it's it's really kind of hard to kind of wrap your mind around and and uh, you wish him the best in everything because he's been nothing but a, a professional in, in, in every aspect of, of covering this team. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's the big thing. And I'm sure, sure if he if and when he wants to say something, he will more than that. But I do know that he and, and Mark Davis are, are you know, the biggest these. They're, they're tied at the hip throughout this whole thing. So um, you just hope and wonder. And I got a lot of calls from, from different sources um, throughout the week, too, just checking in with me to ask the same question. Is he okay? Is everything good? I'm like, look. You know, talking to him, he sounded relieved, and the, the statement that he put out echoed that. So that's that's as far as I can really go with that, and, and what I've written as well. I know you reported that people in the building were like shocked by it. So like this was yes. like a one day. Mark Bedane just was like, "Yeah, here's my resignation. I'm done." Well, from his perspective, no, because it had been building. From everybody else in the building that was not in the quote unquote no, it, it, it came out of nowhere. Uh, I mean, the thing dropped. They put out a press release at 4.30 in the afternoon on a Monday, you know. And I'm thinking to myself, man, I was just on vacation two days prior, so I wouldn't have to deal with it. But at the same time, I was glad I could because, it gave, you know, I would have reached out to him anyway just to check on him. But, yeah, it's, in terms of other people in the building I talked to, it, it came out of nowhere. They did not see it coming at all. And and the one thing I will say about, about Mark and, and, the, and Mark is that um, they don't – I don't know if this is going to come across the wrong way or not, but – there's not a lot of delegating going on. They take on a lot themselves, and that can be very stressful. That could be a lot of pressure built in on things as well. So, you know, as he put it, and, and he reiterated to me, everything they accomplished, they set out to do, they did. Now it's just the right time. And then you can look at it the other way and say, no, wait, it's not the right time. The season's about to start. Why wouldn't you want to sit back and enjoy the fruits of your labors with fans coming into the stadium with a real season, with this team supposedly on the right track? So a lot of it doesn't make sense, but the only person it has to make sense to is to Mark Bedane and his wife and his, and his children and his family. When you're in mind, dear friend Steve Carp taught you journalism at UNLV, okay. and he did, is there any chance at any point he said, write a press, relief, press release in all capital letters? 
Uh, no, and neither did Mary Howe. She was my husband. <laughs> yes. No, and, and I'll, 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 I've said this to you before. Carp, Carp, my guy, I mean, best best professor, best yes. instructor, teacher I ever had at UNLV when it came to stuff like that. But no, not all caps. We did have, I will tell you this, though, uh, something close. I mean, if we wanted to write in all caps, we could have when he brought in Roly Massimino for a press conference for 12 sports journalism students. And he started yelling at somebody because they mentioned the uh, the McLean article in Sports Illustrated about how he was on drugs during the Final Four in 85. So if you wanted to do it that way, you could have, in all caps, because that's the way Massimino was speaking to us. This okay. was back in 92, yeah. Okay, Paul, we, we have to go to break. You're coming on again in the future. We're not asking you a single thing about the Raiders. I just want Steve Carp the professor stories yes. for 10 minutes. And it's going to be hard to do without doing the voice, as we all know, and I think Steve would agree. It's kind of like the Vital, <laughs> baby. You have said very often, though, by far your best professor. Uh, most fun, the most I learned, and there's still lessons that I, it, gosh, I'm kind of burying myself here. Yeah, lessons I, I <laughs> took then I used today, put it that way. That's all we're doing the next time we talk to you, Paul. So, <laughs> so get ready. Thank you. We appreciate Thanks, Paul. it. He's Paul Gutierrez right, from ESPN. Um, yeah, I just, I... I guess I shouldn't be looking forward to it as much, but we talked about it earlier. Like, I'm fascinated how the vaccines will be portrayed by the Raiders. It might be as easy as none of us are talking about it as none of your business, and then the story's over. But now he's telling us there's teams with different wristbands. That's very that is, yeah. that's interesting. That's, that's going to be fun. I yeah. kind of love that. I do. I yes. do too. I, I want to see different jerseys. Well, like, you know how the special teams. Jerseys. You know how the special teams put oh, the, the the um you know the, the little the, cap the caps over yeah. the the helmets. Yeah, like they all have caps on, and it's the <laughs> vaxxers and the non vaxxers I mean, silver and black. Oh, you're wearing a silver one today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Jalen. All right. Instead of offense on this field, defense on this yeah, field. Yeah, vaxxers and non vaxxers All right. Coming up next, we need a new Sharp. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. We have an Antonio Brown jersey that we would really like to give away, but this is becoming very difficult for somebody to get nine in a row right. If you think you can do it, if you want to try to win an Antonio Brown jersey, 702-364-1100 is the number. You can be our next Sharp. It's time to find the Sharp, brought to you by PropSwap, where smart sports bettors buy and sell sports bets. Go to PropSwap.com today and find the very best odds. Uh, Ed is happy that Matt lost because he had the Giants and they lost to the Pirates on Friday night. The Pirates have won 10 games all year, nine of them against the Giants. <laughs> and nine have eliminated our Sharp. Yes. Uh, so our new Sharp is Steven. Steven, if you yep. can get nine in a row, you'll win an Antonio Brown jersey. Um, nobody's gotten nine in a row, though. That's why that's the number. So what is going to be your first pick? Today, where do you want to go? Well, I was looking on the Sportsbook app. I'm trying to find one of those weird countries where soccer is like minus two thousand, <laughs> but there's none. There's none of those going on. So I'm going to try my luck with Otani to beat the Rockies, who gave my Dodgers a very tough series this weekend. Yeah. Okay, so we will put you in for the Angels with Shohei Otani to beat the Colorado Rockies. Um, if that happens, Stephen, we'll be calling you again tomorrow. Hopefully, talk to you then. Have a good day. Thanks, Stephen. Because he's a Dodger fan, I'm going to give him just a little little advice here. Stephen, tomorrow, just say Ledecky. She lost, though. Well, she that's the only, she, she, that's the she only one. It's the only one. So just say Ledecky in anything she does. <laughs> that will be the pick, and you will continue to move on. 
She swims like every day I know, for that's a week, thing. right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, she swims last night in incredible race against the Australian. And it's like, she's up three more times. She set world records in all three. And she's like, does she, can she? And the other thing, the great thing about those swimmers is they finish race like that. And it's like, are you even breathing? Like, it's just, they get to the wall. It's like they turn around, look at the scoreboard. I'm like, it doesn't even seem like they're taking a breath. All right. I will give you my Olympic hot take. Actually, it's not even a hot take. It's more of a question. Why does butterfly and breaststroke exist? Why does it? Why do the strokes exist? Why do they exist? And why are we allowing those to be in the Olympics? <laughs> because we're allowing that weird sport we just saw this morning in the Olympics. Listen, handball is fine, <laughs> right? How many people got mad yesterday that we're not good at handball or that we don't play it? We don't play it? Uh, I don't know. On Twitter last night, yeah. people were just going crazy. Why aren't we in this sport? We Why are we be. any good I at mean, it? we should be in every sport. Come on now. But I don't know. I mean, okay. I, it's just two disciplines, the, the kids reason, who are five years older learning. Right. The reason I ask, though, is why? Because we have a faster way to swim down the pool, and it's freestyle. <laughs> freestyle. That is, that is yeah. a faster way yes. to move down the pool. It's like if we had a 100-meter dash, like on water with your legs and you run fast, and then we had a 100-meter, you have to jump backwards down the down the track. That'd we be fun. Do. We have hurdles. That would be fun. That That is an obstacle in your way. If there were like rings, Wait. the swimmers had to swim down to go under while they were racing. Okay. That would be the equivalent but, okay, of hurdles. I actually then, now, no, no. Tyler's just invented a new sport that I'm way more interested in. Then swimming would be two days and it wouldn't be like six and they wouldn't get, you know, they wouldn't get the ratings. Do we need it to be six? I, okay, I a just, lot of people watch swimming I and just, gymnastics. To me, it's like, okay, we're watching people that because are intentionally we're really good at it. We're, they're intentionally swimming slower than they possibly can why <laughs> you come up because, with questions that i've never thought of but why, for a reason why does it exist why are they doing something that is intentionally slower there's a faster way to get down the, the pool and for some reason we have these two strokes uh, we have three technically with backstroke we have these strokes well are, backstroke yeah i'll I mean, give it a pass because yes, yeah, you're on exactly. your back it's a whatever you're still doing, yeah i don't know why but i'll give it a pass for the other two are ridiculous we have a faster way to get down the pool a faster way to do it and for some reason we have decided no nope. display your overall skill as a swimmer is it i <laughs> Is All I know is my kids weren't swimming at five. They were teaching them then. So I, I assumed too. that they're... I, listen, I took swimming lessons too. I was on a swim team and swam all these stupid things. <laughs> oh, God. Right? I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why anybody was he ever like the five year old questioning the coach at the swim practice. No, I just, why I am I just like, no. here comes this bishop kid out of the pool again complaining about something? All I thought of <laughs> was just Tyler in a speedo, <laughs> art, even worse shaving what his six chest hairs. I don't understand it. I don't like take any other sport. Why would you intentionally make yourself slower? We don't do it. But in swimming, we're like, all right, get in the pool. You got to match this technique. By the way, do they have people like watching them to make sure they do the breaststroke? Right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah when, absolutely. Have, when have those people been disqualified for? I just swim freestyle. I like, screw you. I'm going to win. <laughs> I'm going to touch the wall you first. You wouldn't win. Yeah. They would disqualify nah, you immediately. I'm going to touch the wall first <laughs> and let's go. I just I don't get it. I don't understand why it's a thing. I don't even find it that impressive. Oh, congratulate. The only time it's relatively impressive is when one guy has to do all four strokes at the same time. No, see, that race I love when they have to go do all four. Yeah, that's, that's fine. A, that's But, like, why are, why are we doing a 100-meter butterfly? Who cares? 